0: God all over me, hallelujah, <laughs> hallelujah, glory to God, praise the Lord. How many are ready for the Word this morning? Amen. Believe in with me. I want to say something to you again, and I know I might have said this already, but I, I'm st- strongly encouraging you to come prayed up. This this teaching is maybe you've heard something along these lines before, but God is showing me things I have never seen before. Revelation I've never seen before. Maybe it's I've. I've been taught it, but I didn't catch it. But I'm catching it now. And I believe that if we catch this, if we catch this revelation from the Spirit of God, it will change your life. It will transform your life. And I'm not talking about a little bit. I'm talking about big time. Big time. How many believe that you want your, how many want your life to change? For the better, big time. Glory to God. Well let's pray and we'll get into the Bible. Father right now in Jesus name I thank you for this opportunity to open the word of God. We enter the word reverently. We enter the word expectantly. We thank you Father for the Holy Spirit who indwells us, who lives in us. You are our teacher Holy Spirit and we look to you to teach us and guide us into the truth of the word of God. I believe for great revelation dawning upon the hearts of these people. I believe Father God that these people, and including my own life, we're not just going to be hearers of the word. We're going to be doers of the word. Because we put the word into practice in our lives, we know that we know, we're confident of this very thing that we shall be blessed. Blessed, 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 in Jesus' name, everybody said? Amen. 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 Romans 12:2, please go there this morning. Romans 12:2. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. And do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. That you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. The New Living Translation says, don't copy the behavior and customs of this world. But let God transform you into a new person. By changing the way you think. Then you will learn to know God's will for you, which is good and pleasing and perfect. So clearly, we can see here that we are not to be conformed to this world. We are not to copy the behaviors and customs of this world. In other words, we can no longer allow ourselves to think like or to talk like. Or to act like the world does. Now I'm not saying that's going to be easy to do. But how many know if God puts it in his word that we're supposed to do it. He gives you the grace to do it. But why is it not an easy thing? Because even though we as Christians are no longer of this world. We're still living in it. (laughs) And this world and its system. And the spirit behind that system will do whatever it can, contain you and mold you into its image. Are you hearing what I'm saying? It will continue to try to mold you into its image. It is The world is going to try to continue to mold you into its image. I don't know if people fully comprehend and understand the importance of what I just said. Mm -mm -mm. See, it really comes down to this. When we get born again, the only part of us that gets born again is our spirit man. That's the part of us that becomes a new creation. Amen. But we still have the same soul and we still have the same body. It might have been really cool that once you got born again, you got your glorified body. And you look really good then, yeah. No more pains or no more aches. Wouldn't that have been glorious? But that didn't happen, did it? And guess what? What you have to grasp and understand is when you get born again, you're going to still have the same thought processes and the same strongholds in your soul, in your mind that you had prior to getting born again. It didn't change. So that's why the Bible's telling us right here that we need to renew our minds. And in the scripture prior to that, in verse 1, it says to present our bodies a living sacrifice. The point I'm trying to get across is, is if we're not on guard, we're going to find ourselves still being conformed to this world because we're still in this world. Has anybody watched the news lately and seen some of these riots going on and seen some people getting beat up that it got your dander up a little bit? My wife, bless her darling heart, was watching the news with me one night, and I knew what it was going to be. I don't know if you saw the, and I'm not going to go into all the detail of it, but the uh, uh, guy in a truck in Portland was pulled out of the truck, just beaten senseless, and then this guy came up and just kicked him, kicked him. I kept telling my wife, stop watching. Don't watch. I knew it was going to happen. Stop watching. She kept watching. Finally, I, I stopped it. And boy, she was not a happy camper. She said, I am ready to throw my phone through that television. She was angry. But it was not an anger of the flesh. It was righteous indignation. Because what she was watching was so evil did you hear what i just said evil and it got her stirred up and i went and i had just worked out and so i went to take a shower and while i'm in the shower the lord dealt with me and told me you need to go back and repent to your wife because you should have turned that off instead of continuing to watch it so i went back to her and i asked her to forgive me for continuing to watch it because i knew by continuing to watch it it would cause what happened The point I'm trying to get across is the world is going to continue to try to conform you into its image. There are certain people out there that are in politics right now. When I see their face, it takes everything within me, in me, the real man, to keep my flesh under. Because I see the lies that are happening. I recognize the lies that are happening. The darkness that is all over this world. But if I find myself reacting from my flesh and not from my heart, I'm being just as bad as they are. Because more than likely, they don't know any better, but I do. Did you hear what I just said? Conforming to this world must no longer be something we allow in our lives. The good thing about it here is God has given us the way to not be conformed to this world. I said God has given us the way to no longer be conformed to this world. If we allow ourselves to continue to be conformed like this world after we get born again, I said this last week, it totally ruins our ability to minister to the lost. I don't think people fully understand that if we're going to offer someone a new way to live, a life full of acceptance and love, a life full of peace and joy, a a life full of success... That we're telling these people comes as a result of making Jesus the Lord of their lives. Then we better be, be living it ourselves. Now I'm not saying that the moment you get born again everything's hunky-dory. And that everything just comes immediately. We're called to live by faith and it's a journey. We're walking it out. But if what you're offering them is no better than what they already have. Why would they want what you have? And if your life is still conformed to this world, how can you witness to others? Hello? Can I just tell off on of myself? I mean, when I, I remember this, and I don't know why it sticks out in my head, but it does, and I know the Lord's reminding me, and I'll share it with you. I used to snort cocaine. You know that from my testimony. But listen, I remember one time snorting cocaine with a bunch of people and trying to talk to them about God. Do you think those people were positioned to receive what I was selling them? It was crazy listening to some of the things. I mean, they were just of I remember one guy in particular talking to me and saying, well, that Bible, the Bible's not real. I mean, come on. And, uh, all the Egyptians drowned in the Red Sea. That, uh, the Red Sea's only about an ankle deep. That wasn't a, How could they have drowned in that? And I said, well, I think it would have been a bigger miracle if they did. Drown in something that was only ankle deep. Are you hearing me? But the point I'm trying to make again, I couldn't truly witness to them about God because I was smack dab in the middle of living just like they were. I was conformed to the world. And this is something else. If you are still being conformed to this world, I want you to listen to me. It is not possible for you to find out Prove out what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God for your life. And I don't care who you are as a Christian, where you're at in your Christian walk. If you don't know what His plan and purpose is for your life, you will not have complete and total satisfaction while you're here on this earth. But when you allow the Holy Spirit to start to... Uh, 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 transform your life transform your life by the renewing of your mind that's when you're able to prove out that's when you're able to discover that's when you're able to find out what God's perfect will of God is for you do you understand that God has a perfect will for your life oh glory to God see that should get us excited God Creator of the universe has designed a plan and a purpose just for me. I don't care how young you are. I don't care how old you are. Friends, God wants you to discover what it is. He wants you to find out what it is. And again, He's given you the means to do so. We are called to renew our minds. So we're no longer thinking like the world. We're no longer talking like the world. We're no longer acting like the world. Instead, we're now thinking like God. Talking like God. Yes, acting like God. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Boy, this is big. This is big. How many believe this is a big study? Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. So I've started a new study. I'm calling it Being Transformed. Thank you, Lord. We're not to think like this world. We're not to talk like this world. We're not to act like this world. We're called to think like God. Talk like God. Act like God. I realize, friends, that if I said that in a whole lot of churches today, it would freak them out. Who are you to say, that you are supposed to think like God, talk like God, act like God. I'm going to tell you who I am. I'm going to tell you. I'm going. I'm going to tell you who I am. I'm a new creation in Christ Jesus. The old things have passed away, and these things have all become new, and these things are all of God. I have God. God has, my spirit man is born again. I'm now a child of God. Oh, thank you, Lord. I, 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 I'm trying not to get ahead of myself, but I tell you what, sometimes this just gets me excited. God's eternal life is in me. How many of you were born again in here this morning? Look at your neighbor say, i got God's eternal life in me. So look at your neighbor say that. I've got God's eternal life in me. You've got God's eternal life in me. Zoe life. The life of God is in you. Amen. Do not allow religious thinking to keep you to, from realizing you're supposed to think like God. You're supposed to talk like God. You're supposed to act like God. And I'm going to prove it to you from the Bible. Don't let this stole you for a loop. I want go with me to Genesis chapter 1. We need to remind ourselves of this very truth found here in Genesis 1.26. Oh, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, thank you, Lord. He keeps showing me things. Then God said, verse 26, Genesis 126, then God said. Let us make man in our image, according to our likeness, let them have dominion over. Then he goes on and lists a bunch of things we're called to have dominion over. Basically, we're called to have dominion in the earth. Then verse 28 says, then God blessed them. See, a lot of times when people read that, then God blessed them. It's almost like they're looking at it like somebody sneezed. Somebody sneezed and God said, bless you. Friends, it's so much more than that. That word "bless" means, in, listen, write it down in your Bibles. It means empowered to prosper. He empowered them to prosper. He empowered them to succeed. That's what it means when God blessed them. Oh, glory to God. Then God blessed them and said to them, be fruitful and multiply. Fill the earth and subdue it. Have dominion. Glory to Jesus. So when God created us, mankind, you got your thinking caps on? Are your hearts open? When God created us, he created us in his image and likeness. Now get this. He created us as spirit thinking and spirit speaking beings just like God is. Say law. Whew. How many know that the Bible says that God is spirit? Yeah. And notice, we were given dominion over this earth and everything in it. In other words, we were given the ability to rule and reign in the earth. We were given the ability to rule and reign in the earth. I've done a whole teaching on ruling and reigning. In the earth, I've done a whole teaching on that. We're called to rule and reign in the earth. We have the authority to rule and reign in the earth. Glory to God! And the way God designed us to do it was by thinking and talking like He does. <laughs> oh, I wish I could just jump ahead to watch some of the things God's been showing me. I don't think I'm probably going to get there today. Too bad. You're going to have to come back next week. Glory to God. Now I want—we're going to get more into this later on in the study. We're going to get more into this. We're going to get more into this. We're going to get more into this. I'm trying to get you spurred up and stirred up and, 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 and be praying about this. You need to be praying for me. I'm sitting and, and I'm going over my message again this morning. And God is giving me new and fresh revelation I've never seen before. I want to shout to my wife to come where I'm at. But I'm not going, I can't, I'm not going to give it to her either. Although last night we did sit and talk some. We preached at one another. It's like I said, preachers, just preach. Glory to God. Praise you, Jesus. I want to refresh your memory first of all this morning about what the word renewed means. The word renewed once again comes from a Greek word that means to renovate, to restore, to transform. To renovate, to restore, to transform. And I used as an example the Buzz Coffee Bar. When we first got in here, how many remember when we first got in here? Do you remember that? That Buzz Coffee Bar was not here, was it? What did we have to do? We had to rip down some walls, rip out some things, change some things, add some things. But now it is what it is. We did some renovating. We did some renewing. Do you see that? And and as I mentioned last week, that's exactly what needs to happen. With most people in the body of Christ today, with most... Most people in the body of Christ today need to have some thought patterns and some strongholds ripped out. Hello? I don't, again, fully think... Thank you, Holy Spirit. I don't believe most Christians understand that the way they behave to certain situations when they happen in their lives was established in, in, in their minds years ago. Years ago. When somebody gets angry with them, when they were younger when that happened, they would shut down. They would shut down. They wouldn't say anything. It would just basically, they would just went, went inside themselves, so to speak. But it was established way back then. Possibly when they were younger, when they were five or six years old. A stronghold was established. And then when it happens today, they respond the same way. So what needs to happen? That stronghold needs to be ripped out, replaced. We've got to get those things, those thought patterns, those strongholds in our minds established before we ever got born again, we got to get those things out. we got to get those things out. And we need to replace them with different thought patterns. We need to build up new strongholds. And I'm not talking about negative strongholds. I'm talking about God's strongholds. And when somebody says something to you now, instead of shutting down and not saying anything and kind of going within yourself, now you respond with a smile on your face. And you begin to speak the word of God out of your mouth. And you begin to, I mean, you, instead of getting depressed, you start to rejoice. Because you know God has delivered you out of that life that you used to live. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Woo, glory to God. We need to get God's thinking in. Do you, have you noticed by now? That God's way of doing things and God's thinking is totally contrary to the world's thinking? The world's way of doing things? How many have ever read Isaiah 55 before? It says this. It says this in Isaiah. For my thoughts, my my thoughts, my thoughts, my thoughts, God's thoughts are not your thoughts. Nor are your ways my ways, says the Lord. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways. And my thoughts than your thoughts. Well, if that's the case, what are we going to do? If you read the Bible, the per- verse prior to this, is ta- he's talking to the wicked and the unrighteous. It is not possible for the wicked and the unrighteous, I'll say it, In New Testament language, for those without Christ, for those who aren't born again, to know the thoughts of God. To know the ways of God. But what about us as children of God who have become born again and alive unto God? What about us? Is it not possible for us to know the thoughts of God? The ways of God? Friends, I'm here to tell you that's not true. We can know the thoughts of God. We can know the ways of God. How do I know that? Because the Holy Spirit, who is God, is now living in me. He's also given me this Holy Bible. Do you know if a non-Christian, a a person who's not born again, picked the Bible up again to read it? They would look at it and it's, what is it going to mean to them? Words reading like any other book. But when you pick the Bible up after getting born again, after receiving Jesus Christ in your heart as your personal Lord and Savior, all of a sudden, as you're reading the Bible, it begins to leap off of these pages into your heart. Because the Bible says that the Word of God is spirit and life. The Bible is spirit. The words of God are spirit and life. But it is for us who believe. Can you know the ways of God? Can you know the thoughts of God? Oh, glory to God. See, I, I know, I know, I know, I know. I know where I'm going and I'm so excited about this. It's changing me. Woo, it's changing me. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Woo, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. What happens when your mind is renewed? It changes the way you think. And as a result of it changing the way you think, it changes who you are. It transforms you into a new and improved person. Once again, someone who thinks like, talks like, and acts like God. The, uh, the, the word transform comes from the Greek word metamorpho. I have no idea if I'm saying that right. But there you go. Look it up if you don't. It's something like that. Met- yeah, there you go. We, we get our English word metamorphosis from it. Friends, now listen. I might get to shouting again. I mean, glory to God. Just like a, just like a lowly, ugly, crawl along the ground caterpillar metamorphosizes into a beautiful fly-in-the-sky, beautiful butterfly. Are you listening? When we have Our minds renewed to think like God thinks. We will no longer be weak, need, struggling, barely get along, still thinking and acting like the world carnal Christians. Instead, we will become successful, victorious, overcoming, blessed beyond measure. Glory to God. Living testimonies of the goodness and power of our God. Something is happening when our minds are renewed transformation starts to happen can you get that do you want that do you know why most christians are still crawling along the ground and i use the word most isn't that sad but i believe it's probably true that the majority of christians are still crawling along the ground because they have never had their minds renewed to who they are in christ jesus Oh, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. I don't want that. I want to soar. Yeah. I want to soar on the wings of an eagle. See, I've always envisioned myself flying. I mean, I Superman, get out of my way. Here comes Faith Man. What's up? I'm flying, talking to Superman over there. But i become a superman. and I'm getting ahead of myself. I don't want to go there. Praise you, Jesus. I want to ask yourself a question. As we change the... I want to ask you a question. Slow it down, big boy. When we change the way we think, to no longer think like the world, but to think like God, we become new and improved people. Everybody with me? We become the men and women of God... He's always destined for us to be. I want you to turn in your Bibles to 1 Corinthians chapter 2, 2 Corinthians chapter 3. (laughs) There you go, 2 Corinthians chapter 3. Everybody looked up to see you, looking up there like, okay, Pastor Dan. I want to answer the question of who it is we are transformed into. Oh, thank you, Jesus. (laughs) Jesus. But we all, with unveiled face, Beholding as in a mirror. When that word mirror is used here, it's referring about referring to the Word of God. When we're looking in the mirror of the Word of God, as we're looking in the mirror, the glory of the Lord, we are being transformed into the same image of who? We are being changed into the same image of, Of Jesus. Glory to God. From glory to glory. Just as by the Spirit of the Lord. Friends, as we begin to see who Jesus is in the Bible. As we look into the mirror of the Word and begin to see who Jesus is. And the Spirit of God begins to reveal to us who Jesus is. And we begin to see how Jesus talks. See how Jesus acts. See how Jesus does things. (laughs) We're being being transformed into His image. We're we're beginning to think like Jesus. Talk like Jesus. Act like. Like Jesus. Are you seeing that? And notice, it's, it's a progressive thing. From glory to glory. Not from failure to failure. From glory to glory. It's like the Holy Spirit knows what we can handle. What am I saying? There are some truths that you can't handle right now. You can't handle the truth. What was that movie that was in? Remember that? Anyway, there are, and I'm serious about this. There are some things that people are not spiritually mature enough to grasp and understand. I can honestly say to you that, that God is now revealing things to me. I've read some of these scriptures many, many times. But it's it's like there is becoming. Uh, a greater ability to receive and to, uh, uh, to, to understand and to grasp the truths of the Bible. The revelations of who Jesus is. How many think it's important for us to understand who Jesus is? How Jesus thought. How Jesus talked. How Jesus acted. We are Christians. You know what a Christian is? A little Christ. Hello? Oh, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. As you look into the mirror of the word of God, you're going to be changed from one degree of glory to the next. Changed into what? Transformed into what? His image. It's the exact same word, guys. I said it's the exact same word. Transformed here and transformed over in Romans chapter 12. Same word. You know where the other place it's found in the Bible? On the Mount of Transfiguration. When it talks about Jesus being transformed, all of a sudden his appearance appeared as white, and he began to shine. Jesus, Jesus! Oh glory to God! Can I? Can I? Jesus became the glory of God. Came on him so strongly, his appearance was white. He was glowing. He was shining. There's, I mean, it was. A Peter and John looked at it. What? Something was happening. Something was happening. The same word is used there as in Romans chapter 12 and what we just read here. So that means, do you not believe that as we continue to have ourselves, our minds renewed, that a transformation is happening in our lives where the glory of the Lord is going to shine forth on us? Just like Jesus. Oh, my, my, my. Praise you, Jesus. Praise you, Jesus. Whoo! Glory to Jesus. Glory to Jesus. Now, I want you to notice that the Bible doesn't tell us here in Romans chapter 12, going back to Romans chapter 12, verse 2, that we're to be transformed by fasting. Nor does it say we're to be transformed by someone laying hands on us. Nor are we to be transformed. Transformed by spending hour upon hour praying in our understanding and praying in the Spirit. All of those things are good and needed. But the Bible clearly states in Romans chapter 2. That we're to be transformed how? By the renewing of our minds. By the renewing of our minds. By changing the way we think. Isn't that right? So once again I ask you. Do you think... This subject that we're currently on is important for us to get a hold of. Renewing our minds, transforming our lives, being transformed. I want to read uh, Romans 12.2 now from the Passion Translation. Can you hold on for just a second more? Glory to God, glory to God. I expected to get a little bit further than I'm getting today, but that's all right. Romans 12.2 from the Passion says, Stop imitating the ideals and opinions of the culture around you. Now, the footnote of the Passion Bible actually says, don't be squeezed into the mold of this present age. Don't be squeezed into the mold of this present age. But be inwardly transformed by the Holy Spirit through a total reformation of how you think. By a total reformation of how you think. This will empower you to discern God's will as you live a beautiful life, satisfying and perfect in his eyes. Boy, isn't that good. How many of you ever heard of the term peer pressure? I mean, most people, when they hear uh, of peer, peer pressure, most people associate it with younger children. Possibly as they grow older through their you know, uh, teenage years, through high school, possibly up into college. But I believe it's something most adults deal with throughout their lives. What is peer pressure? I want you to hear these things. It's being pressured to be like someone else so that you can fit in or feel like you belong to their group. It's a feeling that one must do the same things as other people of one's age in social group in order to be liked or respected by them. Peer pressure is the direct influence on people by peers or the effect of an individual who gets encouraged to follow their peers by changing their attitudes, values, or behaviors to conform to those of the influencing group or individual. Well, didn't we just read in the footnote of the Passion Bible of Romans 12 too? That the world is trying to squeeze us, pressure us into a mold to be just like this world. Oh my goodness gracious. I tell you what, you need to dress this way to be accepted. You need to talk like us to be accepted. I mean, it's, it, it's amazing the change ...of things down through the years. How many remember the statement... ...that's groovy? That's groovy. Then it became... ...that's cool. And I I don't even remember what what came after that one. I'm sure there was another one. But now it's... ...that's sick. What? What? John, yo. (laughs) That's dope? dope? All right. I thought dope was marijuana. But anyway... But the, the, the point I'm trying to make is, is people feel pressured to change. The, you, you know, you got a, 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 a child that you've trained up in the way they should go. You've taught them the things of God, but then they go to school, a, not a private school, not a Christian school, but a secular school, and all they're starting to hear from their teachers and from their fellow students is this is the way you're supposed to behave. This is the way you're supposed to act. This is the way you're supposed to dress. Oh, Lord, I could go without, can't I? Oh, thank you, Jesus. Peer pressure. Peer pressure. Everybody say peer pressure. I believe that is a part of what this world is trying to do, to conform it, conform us into its image. Peer pressure. It's out there, isn't it? It's everywhere. But how many think that... We should not allow ourselves to give in to the peer pressure. How many believe that instead we should be the ones that are setting the example? For being the person who is not going to go after the way others are doing it, but going to stand up and say, this is the way it's going to be. I don't know who sent me. I got a... a, 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 Someone sent me the... uh, What are they called? Little videos on Instagram or something like that. Facebook. I don't remember what it is. But anyways, this girl is a Christian. And she made the comments about BLM, Black Lives Matter, and talking about, you know, she doesn't agree with it, that, you know, all ma- lives matter. And she said, I'm a Christian. She, she, they pressured her job to the place she got fired. She didn't allow herself to be pressured by the world. She said, I'm going to stand up for what I believe. I'm going to stand up for Jesus Christ. I'm going to take a stand for for what the Bible says. And she lost her job. She was being belittled and demeaned, cussed at, online. But she didn't back down. She wasn't going to let that pressure her into changing her attitude and what she believes. The question is, is that the way you would be? Would you be bold about your faith? Would you take a stance? I'm telling you, I love Drew Brees. I've always loved Drew Brees of the New Orleans Saints. I've always been, I mean, because he's a big-time Christian. And he had said, I refuse to bow my knee to when the, the you're not, uh, Star Spangled Banners being played, to, to, when the American flag is, being, is out. I refuse to do that. He got hit left side, right side, upside down. He was being bombarded. And it was mainly from other people on his team black individuals and he got to the place where he now said i was wrong i and now i'm not saying he's i don't have a clue how he's going to handle it when once the season starts but he gave in i believe to pressure from his teammates see i would have looked my teammates in the face and i would have said listen i love you brother i'm not coming against you because you're black i don't have you know you can believe what you want to believe but this is the way i believe i i love this country I love the Star Spangled Banner, and I'm going to stand during the Star Spangled Banner. And when that American flag is unfurled, opened up, (laughs) unfurled. I'm a Texas boy, man. Getting the R and the L together just don't work very good. But anyway, but he backed down. And again, I'm not trying to come against him. I still love the brother. He's my brother in the Lord, but I I refuse to allow the pressures of this world to get me to back down. And it does not mean that I don't love you anymore. It does not mean that I don't. Uh, 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 if you want to do, act that way. If you want to be stupid. I guess that's your choice. I'm, I said it. Yeah I said it. It's stupid. It's stupid. I think it's un-American. And I know we're no longer of this world. Uh, we live in it. We're no longer of this world. But I tell you what. The hand of God has been upon this country. Since its inception. God uses this country to send forth the gospel all over the world. God's hand of blessing has been upon I understand there's a lot of junk going on in the world right now in this country right now but I still believe God's hands upon him The point I'm trying to make is we cannot allow pressure peer pressure to get us to change the way we think the way we talk the way we dress and the way we act We need to take a stand and make that determination, that, 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 that make that decision, that determined decision. I'm not moving off of this. Are you listening to what I'm saying here? Oh, thank you, Jesus. We're no longer to think like this world. We're no longer to talk like this world. We're no longer to act like this world. We are called to think like God. We are called to talk like God. We are called to act like God and friends when that happens it's going to happen because our minds are being renewed our minds are being renewed our minds are being renewed oh thank you jesus and that because of that mind renewal my whole being is being transformed who i am is changing and i'm i'm convinced I, it's being changed in who God always created me to be. you hearing me. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. I want to just throw this out there. Do you notice whose responsibility it is? It is. It's the what we allow to form us. The world or God. It's your responsibility. It's my responsibility. Again, just because you get born again doesn't change the way you think. Nor does it help you to keep your flesh under. It's a process after that, isn't it? Oh, my goodness, friends. What we choose to think on and by what we allow ourselves to say and how we choose to act is really up to you and me. I mean, God's doing the work. God's giving and enabling us to get our minds renewed. But we've got to get a hold of the fact that it's a choice we have to make. I don't want to be conformed to this world anymore. Do you? I don't want to think like this world does. Do you? I don't want to talk and act like this world does. I want to be like God. Oh, dear me, did you just hear me say that? I want to act like God. I want you to hear me. I, I, Daniel Greenwald, want to talk like God. I want to think like God. I want to be like Jesus. I, <laughs> I'm called to do what he did. I can't do what he did if I'm still living like the world. But when I allow my, my, myself to be transformed into his image from one degree of glory to the next by the renewing of my mind, then glory to God, I can step out with complete confidence and expect to do what he did. All oh, that's good news. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. I'm going to stop right here. Because I'm going to be getting into something that's kind of deep. We're fixing to jump into the deep end of the pool. You remember the first time you ever jumped in the deep end of the pool? No, daddy. No, daddy. No, daddy. (laughs) Ouch! Get the edge, you know. I like to go swimming sometimes. I don't know why I started thinking about that, but I did. Guys, um, I, want you to, I want you to be praying about this. I know it might be something, it might be something hard to grasp right now in your, in your mind. But I'm telling you, with everything that's in me, God wants you to think like he thinks. God wants you to talk like he talks. God wants you to act like he does. And I'm going to show it to you from the Bible. And I'm going to talk to you about what thoughts are. And I'm going to talk to you about what words are. And I'm going to talk to you about how God created us to be. Again, you might think, well, that seems awfully simple. You wait and see. Because I am convinced if we can get a hold of this and begin to implement it in our lives... And allow the Spirit of God to renew our minds. We are going to be transformed. We are going to be transformed. We are going to be transformed. We ain't going to be no nasty caterpillar anymore. Sorry, Monica. We are going to be beautiful butterflies. Soaring, soaring in the sky. Fulfilling God's destiny for our lives. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Father, we thank you for the word right now. For this word that has come forth. I trust, Lord God, that I gave it out as you wanted me to. Said what you want me to say, did what you wanted me to do. I'm just believing right now that this word has penetrated the hearts of the people here, the people listening via live stream. I'm asking you, Lord God, again to continue to reveal it to us. Show it to us. I'm asked, I want to know you in a greater way. I want to have greater intimacy with you. Teach me your ways, O oh Lord. Help me to know your thoughts, oh God. Help me, Daniel Greenwald, to be transformed to the image of Jesus, your son, from one degree of glory to the next. By the renewing of my mind. I am believing you right now that this is happening. Not just in my life, but everyone that's here and everybody listening via live stream. The renewing of our minds shall change our lives. Changing us into your image, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. We worship you. We praise you. You're such a good, good God. Good, good God. We are loved by you. So with our eyes closed, nobody looking around now. If there's anybody in this room and say, Pastor Dan, I know we're Christians here. People who may be watching via live stream once again. Who would say, Pastor Dan, I need to give my life.